All right. Um, can someone text Dr. Bressman, please, that uh, the password works now? Okay. So we're up to Ezion, and in Ezion, we begin to discuss the main theme of the pre- previous Rebbe's uh, chapter that's connected to this year, chapter 11, the idea of victory in war. The Friedrich Rebbe says that someone who um, engages in battle could be for one of two reasons. Either because they want to gain resources or because they just want to win. They have a, a desire for victory. And depending upon what the motive is for the, uh, for the warfare, that's depend, that will affect who fights in this battle and how the battle is fought. Just to give a little bit of uh, intro before we get into this um, into this paragraph a little uh, deeper. Um, in Hasidus, we discussed it in the Maimon Hanukkah, uh, it talks about the soul and relationship of the soul to the soul to the soul's energies. There is the essence of the soul. And then there is the various uh, soul energies, like the intellect and the feelings. And the soul, the essence of the soul is aloof. Essence of the soul is, is, is a higher than expression to various energies. What motivates the soul to want to have a connection to, to possess any of the soul's faculties, the intellect, the emotions, or the action? It's because of the kesser, what's called the crown of the soul. What is the crown of the soul? Crown of the soul are two components. There is desire and there is pleasure. Because the soul has pleasure and desires to do A, B, and C, therefore the soul then is contracted and forms the various soul energies. So the crown leads into, into the various components of Chachma, Bina, and Das, and the other series. What are these two... Uh, energies of, of, of arech and atch, desire and pleasure. What, what are they exactly? So the first of the, of the uh, connection the soul has to anything else is pleasure. Pleasure, it, it does talk to Mahvav about various ways of looking at it, but the conclusion is atik is the highest uh, of all the, uh, the spheres. There's nothing higher than pleasure. What is pleasure? We have pleasure from all kinds of things. What, what is pleasure? Pleasure is an expression of yourself. You have pleasure in something because you find yourself in that thing. You find yourself among friends and you like the, the, the camaraderie and therefore you enjoy their companionship. You find yourself in this uh, hamburger. No, uh, sorry, the Yonatan, your attention. And therefore, you, uh, therefore you, you, you connect with it and you have pleasure from it. A pl- pleasure is associated with what, where we find ourselves. Where you find yourself, you have, that motivates desire for the things you find yourself in. Your pleasure is the motive for your desire. So talking about a king, what is the king's pleasure and what is the king's desire? There is the way the king is aloof. The king is, has just pleasure in the fact that he is their monarch. 
And that's the way the king is in his room, in his palace. He has pleasure from being the king. His pleasure is in himself. Then there is his desire to be with the people and to control the people, to help the people. That, that's, that's something that comes from, comes from the king. It's a second step. In Aveda, in our service of Hashem, Chassidus talks about how uh, you, when you have a desire for something that helps your your other faculties uh, be generated. As we just saw in the Maimon Hanukkah, that uh, when you have a desire to learn, so that opens your mind. You you want to learn a certain yeshiva, that makes your you're able to be successful to learn that yeshiva. And your pleasure is, is motivates your desire. If you really enjoy something, that makes you want it more. So, what if you don't have any desire? What if you don't have any pleasure? Does Chassidus exempt us from uh, a service of Hashem without pleasure and without desire? So anyone who learns Chassidus 101, chapter uh, 27 in Tanya, you learn about Iskafia. Iskafia means to put aside your desire, put aside your pleasure. Do what Hashem wants anyways. What is that? What is the ability to do what Hashem wants anyways? There's, no, there's nothing higher than desire. There's nothing higher than pleasure. Pleasure is the highest of the soul's, soul's expression. So what exactly is going to get you to do stuff if there's no desire or pleasure for it? So Chassidus gives the analogy of... And the analogy. Chassidus says that, that pleasure and desire are still expressions of soul. You find yourself in something. That's pleasure. But then there is your core itself. Your core itself is not the way you find yourself in something. It is, it is your actual you. We have the ability to to force ourselves to be in something. We have our, the ability to force our very to, to, to be to connect ourselves with something, especially when we're talking about Teremitzis, which Teremitzis is our very essence. But there's a line in, in the Rebbe Hashaz and Marim about a servant of Hashem. He gives an analogy of a human servant, a slave. And he says that a human slave um, has various challenges in, in doing his, his, his role as a slave. It's, certain, it's, not, it's not easy to be a slave. But overall, the various challenges he has all flow. He always is able to, to show up and do what his master wants because of something that he, start, that he did originally when he took on this role as a slave that made everything else work. And what is that? He, he gave himself over to the master to be his slave. It's a chavek again. He gave himself over completely to be his slave. By giving himself over completely to the master, so, that, so then there's no longer a challenge, or a, a, a real challenge, to get A, B, or C done, because he gave himself over to this, and this is, this is, this is himself. I don't know if you'll relate to this. You have to be there, I guess. But uh, remember one uh, Friday morning, in Sukkot, I was living in Crown Heights then, and one of some members of my family were involved in selling schach. And uh, selling schach is a rough business. You'd be up all night and delivering and packing and orders. And so uh, one of my relatives was, was sleeping, and someone was trying to wake him up to do more deliveries. And he says, I can't get up, I can't get up. And this was after him trying to get him up for like five minutes. I just can't get up. What do you mean you can't get up? You will yourself to get up. That's what he said. You will yourself to get up. So in a similar way, Chassidus says, there is the, there is the, the ability for a yid to be victorious in, against, in, the, in the battle against the Yitzhar. There is the Koyach of Netzach. Now Netzach is one of the lowest spheres. 
It's not tainug, it's not rots, it's not desire and pleasure. But yet, in Netzach, in the, in the idea of being victorious, there is, there is essence. We have the ability through Netzach to bring our essence somewhere. It's kind of like, perhaps, I didn't see this expressing, it sounds similar to what Chassidus says about an oath. We make an oath to do something. So Chassidus says that the fact you made an oath to do something, that makes you, um, that, that unleashes inner in energy in yourself to get that thing done. So in a similar way, when you want to be victorious in something, that desire for victory connects you to this, 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 this task at hand and, 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 and things flow. You, you, I decide I have to, I, have, I really want this to get done and I'm going to go all the way. This tenacity comes from Netzach, which is the essence of the soul itself. It's not desire, it's not pleasure. It is the essence of the soul itself. That is connected to our power of victory. Victory is what's machriach It forces the very core of the person himself. So let's see in the Mimer about the various kinds of wars and how this works with the king. Let's go to uh, the bottom of page um, Lametes, uh, the second to last line. The fifth word of the page. Did anyone get the t- text, Dr. Bressman? He still hasn't gotten on. Want to get someone want to give him a call, help him get on? I think Zev needs help getting on also. He may have gone back to sleep. Whoever ha- is greater has a greater attribute of victory. And therefore, the king. Who is greater than all the people? As it says in the Torah about King Shaul, the first king of the Jewish people, that his shoulder was above the heads of all the people. Next page. The king's shoulders are above everyone's head. The spiritual meaning of this is there is the intellect, which is objective or we try to make our intellect objective then there is our subjective reality our feelings so the king's head is above everyone's shoulders when they try to be objective they're not even close to the real objectivity of the king his subjective reality is more altruistic than their objective reality so the king who is so close of course um the hasidic description of, of Shola Melech uh, may seem incongruous to, to what we are conditioned to thinking about Shola Melech and his fights with King David, etc. But we're going to the, the real truth of things. As the Shalah says, the Torah speaks about the spiritual and hints to the physical. So the real subject of Shola Melech is the way he is, according to Chassidus, Shol is, is the, is personifies truth and netzach and victory to do what Hashem wants what Hashem wants to get done. How does that fit with King David? Different subject. But for our purposes right now, why does Shoal have this attribute of Netzach in him? Because he's the king. Hasidim are, uh, unfortunately, one of the, are, are very critical of each other. Um, they wrote a letter to my grand, grandmother in Russian telling her that she should convince her husband not to be critical of other Hasidim by, by Fabrengans. Either way, Hasidim are very critical. And... Uh, and the reason they're critical, it comes from somewhere. Where does it come from? You find that the Hasidim who are, who are more devoted are criticized by the Rebbe more. They get more strong, sharp answers from the Rebbe. So it sounds like that they're the ones who are, you know, who are 
there are those who are are worthless. They're the worst Hasidim. Was the Rebbe critic? The Rebbe himself criticizes them. But it's the opposite. It's not. It's not the Rebbe. The Rebbe himself criticizes them. Therefore, the lowest of the Hasidim. It's the opposite. When you're dealing with a king, a king wants something to get done. There's no. It has to get done the way the king wants to get done. We're talking, dealing with truth. The truth is only. Truth doesn't doesn't leave room for other other uh, ways to look at things. So you're working for the Rebbe. It has to get done a certain way. It, 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 it's. That's why we learned the member of Vidal Nissen, I think we learned it two years ago, about this parable of uh, a king comes to the town and everyone's choosing who they want to hang out with in this town. Who, the king comes with his entourage and people in the town are discussing who they want to be with when the king comes to town, who they want to meet. Who they want, so everyone, the farmer and, the, and everyone's discussing who they want to hang out with. So everyone except for one intelligent man says, I want to hang out with the senator, I want to hang out with the congressman, I want to hang out with... No one wants the king. You know, I don't want, you don't want to hang out with the king because the king is the truth and he wants things to get done. The rule of the Gemara says, if you're standing in front of the king and you merely make a slight signal to someone else in front of the king, what does the Gemara say? Death penalty. Well, death penalty. It just made a slight signal but the, the, the king is, is, is the truth, is the emiss. And therefore, in the presence of the king, there is nothing else. The, the, the lives of the people, as Ramam says, the king is the heart of the people. So the king wants them to be a certain way, can't be any other way. So therefore, everyone else says, you know what I'm going to do? I don't want to hang out with the king. The king is he's, he's too rough. I'll hang out with the senator. The senator will let me be me, and I'll be me, and I'll do what I want. I'll get something from the king, I'll get from the senator. So, so in a similar way, they're, 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 we look at them, there are different lifestyles which... which um, which a person is not interested so much in getting to the truth of things. He just wants to enjoy life a little bit, you know, be, be on the outside. But when dealing with a king, it has to be a certain way. Uh, and by the way, it's, it's specifically the, the closer chassidim, the ones who are really devoted, they got the sharp answer, they're able to handle that, that, that level of relationship of, of king and people. Anyways, so, Umam uh, fourth line of page Mem, What's the, the idea of victory? Victory means you want your desire to be fulfilled and you want to win. That's why you enter a war, because you want to win. There are two concepts in war, two motives, possible motives for war. One is to get spoils. And the other kind of war is because you have something that you want to win the war. Now, that's the real meaning of war. Real meaning of war is not when you want to accomplish something. That's like business. Let me conquer this country and I'll get more resources. That's business. Real war is you just want to win. As Mitzvah Rebbe explains, when you want to get spoils, then that's limited according to your power and your energy. Will you look at how much spoils you'll get, and according to how much spoils you may get by conquering uh, something, therefore you decide, is it worth it to invest these resources to try to win this war? And since this is something which is just logical, then the king can all, you don't need the king to do this. You don't need to have this person who's head and shoulders above the people. 
You could have a, a, a minister do this. You could have a, 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 a inferior minister. You could have someone who is not as worthy to do this, this battle. I know there's a lot of Republicans in this uh, class, but uh, um, let, let's look at something from the demo Democratic uh, view, just just to get. Uh, okay, I already, already woke everybody up already. Um, just to uh, get get a, a perspective of of just an analogy, um, you could enter a presidential race because you want to uh, all kinds of motives, and then there is a, a logic of how much you'll invest in it, and then there is no, I gotta win. I'm not, I'm not like just like uh, Jared. I gotta win. Winning is winning. It doesn't matter. If, uh, I gotta go all the way. It doesn't make any. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't matter if uh, what may happen later. I'm prosecuted, not prosecuted, impeached, not impeached. I have to win this. It's it's something. It's different kind of. It's different kind of battle. Okay. Uh, sorry for the the political reference. So. Uh, the true idea of victory applies to a king. The true concept of victory is when there's an opposition that is rebelling against you. When there's an opposition, that's when you have this feeling, I have to win. Uh, and since the goal of, of the war is to be victorious, that should be the way you want it. Therefore, you don't stop just because logic says to stop, just because it's calculations which, 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 which say to stop. For the sake of winning the war, the king gives away all the treasures that he has gathered for generations, all the treasures that his, his ancestors gathered for generations, that he never, he never used these treasures. He never even shows anyone these treasures. It says in another mimer that he, he may show this, this uh, uh, treasure at, at the wedding of his, of his, of his um, child, his only child's wedding, he may show some of the treasures, but he never gives it out. So these treasures that no one has ever seen, by the time when he has to win a war, he will sell all the treasures, he'll give it all away, he needs to win the war. These treasures are not just not you not just not squandered, they're not used, they're never even shown, and they remain hidden. As the Pasuk says, I will search for them like the kids are that in short, they're always hidden. Oh, oh, yes, only by a very great occasion, the wedding of his only son, then he'll show the treasure houses. The example Chassidus gives is from Belshazzar. Belshazzar felt that he was going, there was a curse against him that he was going to lose his, his kingdom, but when he thought that his kingdom was going to last forever and he was going to never be, uh, the curse was over, so he made a big party. What did he do with this party? He took out the vessels of the Beis HaMikdash. He never took them out before. Why take, now he's, such, he's so happy, let me, I want to show you my real treasures. But even then, 
even at his son's wedding, he doesn't give away this stuff. He just shows it. However, if there is something that motivates his feeling for victory, he wants to win. So then, what does he do? All of these treasures, both the treasures that he himself has gathered and the treasures that he has received. Not only does he open up the storage houses and show them, not just he gives them out. He, he gives them out very freely, very, very, very uh, easily. Uh, he, he, it looks like he's wasting everything. Why does he do this? When the fourth line of Pesh Mamalaf, because the idea of victory is rooted very deeply in the essence of the soul. Since the idea of victory is rooted in the very essence of the soul, this motivates the king that he throws his life aside and he himself fights the war. He himself has sacrificed, I have to win. Because victory comes from the very core of the soul, which is above the various energies of the soul, the light of the soul. This is something which is in his very core, and therefore it goes all the way. So what is after with us? So too is this also in heaven. Hashem says, when I fight with the wicked, my name is Tzvoyes. Lashon comes from the word army. The name Tzvoyes is associated with armies. And therefore, because Hashem is invested in this with His very core, He also wants us to show up with our very core to be a soldier. That's what the Jewish people are called, the armies of Hashem. The armies of Hashem means that we have to be invested in the victory. Not just we have to show up and do the job half-heartedly, we have to believe in the victory and, and fight for victory. And it's not like, like, we say with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. What's the difference in all your soul and all your might? All your soul means I'll let my soul go. I'll die. I'll die. All your might, it's not just I'll die. All your might means I want something to happen. I'm invested. I want something to happen. Briefly, I shared share with this you, you before. Um, when the Tzemach Tzedek was in uh, Petersburg uh, discussing various um, very important issues, uh, the, the, the Russian government uh, invited and other dignitaries to discuss these issues and the Tzemach Tzedek was arrested I think 23 times, maybe more because he spoke with such pride and strength against these government officials and uh, one of the people that was invited to this meeting was a man named Tzal Stern who represented the philanthropy of Russia and after this meeting he told he was so impressed with Tzemach Tzedek Tzemach Tzedek had said they asked Tzemach Tzedek, don't you know that you're endangering your life? You're going against the, the government? Tzemach Tzedek said that 
he, I don't know, the words, something to this effect, I'm doing what it says in the Torah, and I, 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 if, I if to need to do that, I have to give my life, I give my life freely. I, basically, this has to get done. This is what the Torah says to do. So Metallistan was so impressed with this, and he comes out of the meeting and he says like this, there was a man living at the time named Shlomo Shtadlin. Shlomo, the, the lawyer, the Shtadlin, the Shtadlin means the one who makes efforts to the Jewish people. Shlomo would go to various courts of various noblemen to, uh, to, to beseech the noblemen, the parrots, whoever it was, to protect the Jewish people from whatever decree that nobleman, that mayor, that whatever, whatever was going on. When Shlomo would go to speak to one of these people, he would always take with him his barrier, burial, burial shrouds. Why? You know, just in case the guy kills me, well, I want to get buried like a Jew. Um, hi, uh, your majesty, I want to talk to you about something, by the way. Burial shrouds. That's what, I don't know how he, he would uh, bring up, I don't know how he hoped that the burial shrouds would be used, but that's what he would do. He'd go with his burial shrouds. Uh, maybe he would get dressed in his burial shrouds. Either way, so he, the Patsal Stern told the, the Hasidim, your Rebbe is different than to, to Shleimah Shtadlin. Shleimah Shtadlin takes with him his burial shrouds, but he leaves a sacrifice at home. Your Rebbe leaves his burial shrouds at home and he comes with sacrifice. That's the difference between Mechol Nafshechol Bechomidech. Mechol Nafshechol means I'll, 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 I'll die, I'll abscond, I'll, I'll let go. Chomidech means, no, that, that you have to, Hashem, wa, Hashem is investing, his, Hashem wants to win, so to speak. So Hashem wants to win, He wants us to be invested in winning, in Mashiach coming, in the, the victory of good over, over the opposite. Any questions or comments? Okay. Have a great day, Paul Mordechai. Great day, Yonatan. Great day, Rav Arya. Great day, Menachem Mendel. Great day, Rav Beryl. It's high gesund.